Howdy, folks. It is July 16th. Is it really? No, it's yeah, not. Halfway through. Unreal, dude. Time flies when you're having fun or when you got hey, nothing Rav, better. Hey, when is your when's your lease up in East Lansing? Dude, August 9th, man. They're kicking me out. Wow. On good terms, but I'm getting kicked out because my lease is up. Tough day. I've started to, I started moving some stuff home, which is like my mom's so happy and good for me for being proactive and getting ahead of the getting ahead of the curve here but that's going to be a tough day moving back home east lansing now i think it kind of hit its peak no pun intended related to the coronavirus stuff but it kind of hit its peak as far as like the summer excitement and now we're kind of on the down wave which is good though because me and one of my roommates uh two days in a row this week we went to we walked to 7-eleven to get slurpees and uh, not a good look when you're walking down the street with a 32 ounce slurpee in your hand and a bag of peanut m and sticking out of your pocket so I'm glad there wasn't anyone in the streets to like. Why is that not every a now and then? Well, dude, I mean, like every oh, now Jimmy. and then you'll get some. You'll get some guys on the porch like. Look like, if you're doing that. Well, exactly, and I'm like wearing my flip flops, but I'm just saying, you walk down Grove Street, and every now and then you got some guys on their porch like, "All right, boys, Slurpees today, looking good." <laughs> it's like I don't, I don't need that walking home because little what, do they know I'm gonna go what home. What Slurpee and, do you get? Are you a uh, you get? Do you get one or do you mix it up? I'm a one oh, mix Slurpee guy. Tried and true, tried and true. I'm usually a blue and red guy. I go cherry, blue, raspberry. And if it's over 85 degrees, I splash some pina colada in there and I walk out. I'm a, I I usually just go wild cherry Fanta just straight up because it's the best thing ever invented. Wait, wait, wait. Let me stop you. The fact that you say Fanta. Is I know. I didn't want to call incredible. him out. But that is it Fanta? Yeah. yeah, it is Fanta. Oh, yeah. 100%. But also. I feel like it's pronounced Fanta in different countries. Oh, absolutely not. And you say Chipotle. That's on principle. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. That's on principle. I refuse to change that. (laughs) Because people are so upset about it. I'm like, I'm not not changing it. It's it's Chipotle to me. So you get Fanta. I did not know Fanta was supposed to be Fanta. I didn't know that. But what's it called? Or a nice little cherry Coke is good, too, at the 7-Eleven. Cherry Coke's a big gulp when they go to 7-Eleven. That guy – I have a problem with that guy. Big gulps, huh? Nice. Nerd. Dumb and get a slurpee like an adult. <laughs> Stomachache written all over it. You get the big gulp. You're going to be – like, why, why would you get a fountain drink when you're in a 7-Eleven? Like, you're either getting a slurpee or you're getting an Arnold Palmer. Like, grow <laughs> up. Yeah, Arizona cans. Yeah, Vintage. seriously. Um, what was I going to say? How's everyone doing, guys? How are we feeling? It's Again, somehow it's – it's July 16th. We're recording at night here just to give some context. Collins, a working man, just got home. We appreciate your service in the industry, Collins. Um, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Are we looking good? Feel good so, today, tonight. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to finally be back doing this. We took almost a week off. I know. But sports are around the corner. Also, yeah. I, summer is, you know, flying right by. Starting to get a little anxious because I do not have a stable job where I produce, you know, Welcome steady to the club, bro. Well, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm everything, I'm, I'm living day to day. Let's put it that way. <laughs> living day to day. We're even 65 years old. Jeez, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. <laughs> What's it called? I mean, you're collecting a paycheck from here, so it's not too bad. Yeah. I, no, no, I know. I appreciate it. But it's just the fact is, my entire job revolves around sports, and there factually are not any sports right now. We're getting there, though. We're getting closer, and uh, hopefully, the end of the end of the end of the summer, into the fall, we'll kind of, you know, we'll see a little spike in the financial well-being. Hopefully. Myself. But Collins, how you doing? 
I was worried. Uh, a little sad. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you why. I've suppressed that sports are, like, done. Like, I suppressed that for, like, the last month and a half, and I'm like, eh, they'll come back when they come back. And then a couple of my buddies keep sending me, like, these videos of, like, the SEC on CBS's intro, and <laughs> I saw the video of Little Giants today, and I had, like, one little tear in my eye. I, I, like, I, I'm back to, like, the, like, phase one of, like, denial. Like about this whole coronavirus and sports. Like without fans, I'm like, I, I just get sad. I, I got sad for a little bit. I, I it was not positive vibes this week. But next week, baseball starts. Hockey, I have no idea when they're starting, but I guess they're starting. Exhibition games on the 28th. And uh, basketball, the bubble seems to be going well. But I, I want to say something. People are like, oh, the bubble, like, oh, the bubble hotline, this league. Shut up. It's not even that interesting. I, I literally get so annoyed. They're like, oh, yeah, someone's calling in on Dwight Howard from not wearing a face mask. Yeah, he should wear a face mask. Right. Like, hey, we're, we're in a coronavirus like, pandemic. Wear a face mask. That's not funny. That's not, like, anything enjoyable. NBA Twitter is so over the top sometimes. Settle down, guys. It's not that interesting. Well, they're labeling it as snitching, which is stupid because that is not the point. The point is these people are not following the stipulations that were set in place so that they can come back and play basketball. Well, they are snitching. Which is what everyone wants at the end of the day. Well, they they are snitching, but it's not for the purpose of It's a good purpose. They don't get anything out of it except good health. So, like, why are they – you know, I don't know. Dwight Howard, wear a mask. Okay, Shams, I don't need to hear multiple people are calling in. That's not news for me. Dude, Zion's out. You see that? Yeah, that sucks. I don't know what's going on with his family. That Little sucks shady. for him. I heard he was cramping up a couple days ago in practice. And then, uh, and then today he left for a family medical emergency, which I don't want to speculate there. But um, before we get too much into that, my segment, when we get to it, is about the NBA bubble. Oh, it's, good. It's, kind, it? of, it's kind of a little would-you-rather game. So what's, your favorite, what's your favorite flavor of uh, bubbles that you used to blow as a kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like bubble that, gum, grape. Bubble grape gum bubbles. is the number one answer. Just blowing bubbles, they taste bad, and you're afraid you're going to get toxins in your mouth. Well, you also get it all over your face sometimes. Big League Chew, yeah. by the way, elite. Also, I was talking to Wait, this. Which, whoa, 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 whoa. Big League Chew is elite. Yes. I, we needed this. Are you an original Big League Chew guy or Sour Apple? I think, I think original is the best. Raps, you stick. That, those are the type of guys I can't hang out with. Okay, you know what? On you that topic of you, questions, I never really know where you're going with it. You're like, do you like on. Sour Apple? Because I could see myself saying, yeah, I do, and you being like, let's go. But then, you know, at rap, know, like, isn't no. that amazing how Collins acts that way? That's just how he conducts himself. <laughs> this is, I want to bring this up too. And I was thinking as you guys were talking, maybe we just table this for next week because next week we have a segment idea in mind that's along these lines. Let me set the scene for the listeners at home. Yesterday, uh, via Disney Plus, I watched Angels in the Outfield, and I texted these guys about it because I was so fired up to watch it. I haven't seen the movie in probably a decade. And very tongue-in-cheek, I was like, is Angels in the Outfield the best movie of all time? And both of you guys, I expected it from Collins because Collins has a cold heart. Both of you guys jumped on me for A, having a bad movie taste, and B, telling me that Angels in the Outfield is not a good movie. I need to. I didn't say Angels in the Outfield was a bad movie. It's the third best of the little kid baseball movies. It's just the third best. I Nothing just wrong with that. Two fire movies ahead of it. Sorry, to Back Jeremy. it up a little bit. 
Rabs, the, the reason that I got him on his movie taste is because last week he said something about is Rudy the best movie ever? Oh, could yeah. Be. That that no. that was the biggest old guy from Indiana oh, take I've ever heard. Was, was could so be. Fun. Still still chokes me up. We'll Why talk does it about choke that you next up? Week. You're right. We got to table it. We got to keep the people on their toes a little bit. Wait, I, I want to know. I want to hear this. Why does Rudy choke you up? Dude, there's several scenes in that movie that choke me up. It chokes me up when he finds out that his freaking, what is his, his girlfriend's cheating on him with his brother or his best friend. Not that doesn't choke me up. That just pisses me off. There's a million things, dude. The guy almost quits. He goes to tryouts. Pete dies. Spoiler alert, but his best friend dies in a fire. It's horrible. And then he ends up getting carried out the field. His dad sees him play for the first time ever. It's unbelievable. I see a lot of myself in Rudy. Five foot eight-ish, five that nine. Movie, that movie is about 60% true. Just so Most you know. Center of gravity. Go do, go do the research. Look it up. No, a lot I understand. of stuff in that movie is stretched, and that is why I – I get it. I get I'll it. I'll say this about Rudy. It's good. It's pretty so- – no, it's a good movie, objectively good movie. But, like, unless I'm a Notre Dame fan or, like, a Notre Dame slappy, I'm not, like, putting Rudy on a pedestal. Like, there's far better sports movies than Rudy. That, I agree with that. I don't think it's bad. I just – when Rav said – Rudy, best movie ever, question mark. I, I could be. jumped out of my chair. And I love Vince Vaughn, but him being in that movie takes me out of it. I'm like, yeah, Vince Vaughn in a serious role when he's like 20. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I don't Dude, know, you know about who's this. In, you know who's in Angels in the Outfield? Matthew McConaughey's a center fielder. I know, dude. Crazy. I did takes not you know. that When, like, big actors and stuff like that are in movies like Angels in the Outfield, it makes me laugh. I'm like, oh, he's doing a lot better now. We're, we'll table that for next week because that'd be a, that'd be a fun segment. There's one rookie of the year is way better than Angels and Yelts. I would give you that Henry Ronan Brenner, Ronan Gardner, awesome. Ronan Gardner, hot ice, hot ice. <laughs> I love Marv. Marv from Home Alone. He gets stuck between the doors. Yeah, of the hotel. Coach. unbelievable. Yeah, unreal. <laughs> hot um, ice. Okay. <laughs> okay, there's one uh, one thing on a bit more serious note. It's not sad stuff. I mean, it, maybe it is kind of sad, but I did want to mention it because I read this the other day. Uh, you guys remember Kyle Quincy, former Red Wing, played for like eight years, parts of eight years for the Red Wings. Um, read in the story, his little his son, Axel, great name, by the way. He's a little bit over a year old. Uh, he was diagnosed with a brain tumor or, I guess, brain cancer this March. He had the tumor removed in June, but obviously I've, I've never had to deal with that kind of stuff, thank God. Um, but I'm sure the fight still continues for him and his family. So I recently read that they kicked off the Team Axe Foundation, uh, which all the money that goes to the Team Axe Foundation benefits childhood cancer research. Um, I do want to throw the link out here to the website of where you can buy gear. Like I said, all that money goes towards childhood cancer research. Um, like him or hate him, Kyle Quincy, I think towards the end of his career, people in Detroit were like, let's get rid of him. Um, but I know the Wings tweeted it out. It was on M Live, so it is somewhat of a local uh, story. And again, this happened back in March, but I think they just uh, they just unrolled or unraveled the uh, the foundation. So if you are interested in supporting the cause, bonfire.com slash team hyphen axe hyphen gear ax for axe. Um, the, the pretty Fire cool shirts. t-shirts. Yes, the koala bears. Pretty nice stuff. I might have to invest in one of those myself. Obviously, the money's going towards a good cause, and the shirt's awesome. So, um, again, Kyle Quincy, a guy that, that played many years in Detroit, a lot of my Red Wings memories, he's, he's in them based on him being on teams for many years. So, uh, tough news to hear, but I'm glad to hear that at least I believe when I was reading uh, Quincy himself so that the tumor's like 99% gone. But, I'm, you know, as, as things like that go with cancer, it's – it's an ongoing battle. So thoughts and prayers with Axe and uh, the Quincy family. But go buy a shirt, bonfire.com slash team hyphen Axe hyphen gear. Really cool shirts. Check them out. Money goes to a good cause. With that, 
Uh, we move into Detroit sports as we do on this podcast. The only team we have to talk about today, we've got a couple cool segments today, but the Tigers, I was watching the inner squad scrimmage tonight, Team Miggy against Team Maven. July 24th is the date. Let's Tigers go. and Reds, we're ready to roll. There's two uh, – I think there's two spring training games that take place before that in Cincinnati, but July 24th is the date. The two things that's pretty cool, I guess, that the Tigers are, I guess if you want to call it viral, as the kids say these days, Riley Green and Derek Hill, two pretty nice catches they made uh, during whatever, summer training, summer workouts, whatever you want to call it, blowing up on MLB social. Love to see the Tigers getting some support out there. So I don't know, man, I'm excited for baseball. I think my window for, for getting pumped up for baseball, like right off the heels of spring training has kind of subsided a bit, but um, it is a little bit weird in front of the note, like with no fans, because it's your first taste of at least American professional sports with one of the major leagues playing without fans. It is a bit weird, but I think if anything, baseball is like the one sport where it might feel somewhat decently normal to not have fans, but I'm pumped up. July 24th, let's roll. Speaking of that Riley Green catch, like they had Dan Dickerson and like the, like do a dub over it, like, his tall, and that got me in the baseball feels. Like, yeah. and you got Jim Price in the background. Whoa, whoa! Like, <laughs> like that that makes me feel like things are a little bit normal. So I'm looking forward to baseball. And with this shortened season, like, I don't think the Tigers can make the playoffs, but I do think they could like keep me interested for about a month and a month and a half if all things go accordingly and like they're able to play the full season. Like, just like. Bad baseball teams can get hot. I was listening to Ryan Rosillo, and he was going through, like, these team stretches. And, like, the Marlins in a 60-game stretch last year went, like, 38 and, like, 22. And now probably getting you in the playoffs. So, like, it could get really interesting. I'm not, I'm not have any expectations, but I'm looking forward to this baseball season. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, me too. I think one of the advantages of having this short season is, you know, as we'll probably discuss this a little bit, I think you can use it as kind of an experiment to get some of your younger guys up. And we, we actually, we've already discussed all that stuff, but I would love to see some of the younger guys also in a 60 game season. Like you said, Collins, it's like, I'm not checking out at any point until maybe game 45. You're never Tigers free. I understand. It's the only sport happening in the summer. You're always watching. But, you know, when this team is bad, which they have been for the last four or five summers, by July, by mid-July and August, right now, if we were having a normal timeline, you're just kind of like, okay, I'm ready for football. So, I, I don't know. I, I am definitely excited for baseball. Like you said, Collins, I don't think the Tigers will make the playoffs, but they're at least going to be interesting to watch. And with the short season, you can't take any single game for granted. Yeah, the over-under on the win total I looked up today, 22, flat 22 is the over-under. Over. Yeah, I, you know, I'm an over guy too. I, I, here's the thing. I know, we, I know we talked about this as far as there's these wild things. And, Collins, you kind of hit on it a bit as far as, you know, bad teams can get hot, I believe it. But for some reason there's like this looming, mysterious take that the Tigers might somehow backdoor into the playoffs and – you know, could this be the year because of the shortened series? I don't, I, don't, I don't buy it at all. But I think for 22, I like the over. I think that the White Sox and Indian – I mean, you know, the Indian – I don't know what the Indians are trying to do. Confirmed Corey Kluber is no longer an Indian. I know we were going to have views on that. That's his ranger, right? Soon, yes. soon to not be the Indians, by the way. Yeah, well, who knows, dude. I, they're, they're that's a whole I, they'll be gone. 
that's a whole different. I love. I, can they do the tribe? Is the tribe accept acceptable? The that's Cleveland what I was tribe? thinking about the the Cleveland the tribe. Cleveland tribe. That would be yeah. bad. I think it would work. It's kind I of to me if they works. do it. Like they got rid of Chief Oahu, so yeah. the, and like the C works. So I, I'm interested to see that. But either way, I think that the Indians are still have enough firepower on their team to put put themselves ahead of the Tigers. I give the White Sox that nod too because they're starting to, to trend upwards. Um, and then obviously the Twins too have been have been pretty decent for the last couple of years. So I'd like to think the Tigers can edge out the Royals because they're an absolute dumpster fire. You think you got a bad in Detroit? Check out the Royals over there in Kansas City. How are you? I'll take them over twenty-two. I don't know if that number is twenty-three because I I don't see this team winning like I don't know. I don't see them winning forty games. I don't see them winning thirty-five. I don't know. I don't know what you need to get in the playoffs too. But I I just think that I I'm comfortable to over twenty-two. I do think the Tigers are in the worst division of baseball again. Hands down. Like I think the Central stinks. Like the Central stinks this year, and I don't trust the White Sox. They haven't proven every anything to me. Like Tim Anderson won the batting title on a horrible team. That's like the only positive they've really had in their rebuild so far. And the Twins, I do think the Twins are probably the best team in the division. Then Bucks. I mean, Byron Buxton is not like their best player, but I'm pretty sure he went down with a major injury in summer training. What a tough career that guy's had. But I, I don't trust anyone in the division. That's why I think the Tigers will probably be able to win 10 or 12 games. I don't know what the schedule breakdown is with teams in your division, how many games. And they play 40. I think they have 40 games inside the division. Yep. It's very it's a very large number, and to that point, I, that is why they I – They could win 20 of those. I, yeah, they, I they truly could, believe they, that. They could go 500 in the division because, I mean, as we look at it now, it's probably, I don't know, the White Sox to lose. I don't really know if I can even say that with conviction. Like, I Who have knows, no idea. Dude. Who knows, White Sox, Indians. But, yeah, I, I – I don't know. Plus, it's a short season, and we'll get to this in a second, unless you want me to use this as a segue. I think if there's one season where you look back on Miggy's career and you think, okay, like, he actually did something towards the end of his career when he's getting paid all this money on this 10-year contract, it's this year. It's a short season. He's probably going to DH, and you can play him a little bit at first to appease him, and I think he's going to have a really good year. We can use that as a segue. I know we were uh, we were talking about and kind of kicking the can as far as what we wanted to do to cover Tigers today. I got a couple categories here. If you guys have any more that you want to throw into the mix as far as preseason uh, uh, predictions for these these paper plate awards that we've crafted here on the Motown Rundown. Uh, first one I have is most excited player that you're most excited to watch. I'll kick it off uh, to me. A guy that probably hasn't been getting a lot of. I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know factually if he's up and pitching right now in these summer workouts, but I know Michael Fulmer is supposed to come back in the summer here. That's the guy I'm most excited to watch. You haven't seen you've you've gone pretty much over a year without seeing Michael Fulmer pitch. I, I don't know how the the trading system is going to work uh, this summer as as far as when the deadline is. I don't think that anyone's going to be going all in chips in the middle of trying to go win the World Series this year. Like it matters that much. I could be completely wrong. Um, but for a lot of people that are in the camp of you need to move Michael Fulmer ASAP if you even can anymore because his value has gone way down. You're hoping for a big year if you're in that camp or if you're in my camp and you're going, look, he's already probably passed his window of having the highest value that he can. Let's just see if you can keep him on your staff and be a mentor for the young guys. And he still has a lot to prove as a pitcher in Major League Baseball. That's the guy I'm most excited to watch this year. And I actually think depending on how many how many games he gets to play in, because I have to assume they might expand the rotation a bit to start the year. 
I, I would have to, to think that he has a pretty strong year. The thing that I'm confused with is, like, it's a 50-man roster right out of the gate. Yeah, it, it's, so, it's weird because they shrink it. They're supposed to, like, shrink it down every couple of weeks or something or what I would yes. read. I don't really get it. So I'm very interested to see, like, I don't know who's going. Like, they have all these young guys up there in summer training. But are, they, like, are all these guys going to be on the team? Like, is Casey Mize on the team? Yeah, see, that's that's the one thing too. I have I have on here a category, and I definitely I want to hear who you guys are most excited to watch too. But one of the categories I have on here is rookie of the year. But to your point, Collins, I have no idea who's supposed to a. I don't know how the roster works. I believe that the that the forty man was, as you said, expanded to the fifty man. But the active roster itself, I believe, is going to go from thirty to twenty eight to twenty six, um, in increments of a couple weeks. So to your point, I have no idea what the Tigers' plan is for a guy like Torkelson or Riley Green, who's still only 19 years old. I don't know what the plan is to get those guys action. Because to my knowledge, there is no minor league baseball. Yep. So that's no so, you know, that's, a, that's where it's above my pay grade as far as do you throw Riley Green in a game or two, like sometime late in the summer when you're already out of it to get him exposure. I'm probably in the camp of like, yeah, why not? It's like pulling a guy up from – you know, 15U to 16U in the same club. I mean, maybe on a different scale, obviously, but just to give them some swings and whatnot because you don't want these guys just sitting around all year. But I don't know. So as far as to, to kill two birds with one stone, my rookie of the year is I have no idea because I don't know who's supposed to be on the roster. We can get to that another day. But um, for you guys, if you have a rookie of the year, I'd love to hear it. But I'd also like to hear who you're most excited to watch this summer. Uh, most excited, I would agree with you, Fulmer, because I think that's the most – Fulmer and Jamer Candelario, excuse me, can't say his last name still. But I think he's a guy who has to have a pretty good year this year, or I think the Tigers will probably try and move on from him or look for other options at third base. So I think it's a big year for Jamer. Um, When you look at rookie of the year, like we said, we have no clue. But one of the pitchers, and we've been talking about this for weeks, I just want to see one. Give me Burroughs, Manning, Mize, like whatever you got to do. And I'm all for giving the young guys exposure, but you don't want to like kill people's confidence. That's why I think you you would hold back on Torkelson maybe getting a lot of at-bats this year because that's a tough spot to put a kid into. I I, I wouldn't put Torkelson on the main roster like to start and – Maybe at the end of the year, you give him a couple of bats, like you said. But I, w- I wouldn't be opposed to say, "Hey, Riley Green, let's go. You're on the main roster the whole season. Like you're not, you might not play a ton, but like you said, Rabs, these guys need to develop. And without any minor league baseball, that kills them. That like it, it, it really kills their development and stunts it for maybe a year. So I, I'm not opposed to creative ways to get these young guys up. Like I'm fine with the pitchers having some rest. Like, I can live with that. But Riley Green and Torkelson need at-bats. And I don't know how you do that without killing your confidence against big lead pitching. But you got to figure something out. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to see those two guys in limited roles on the Tigers this year. Yeah, um, you guys pretty much hit it. I think we're going to see the Tigers in really every MLB franchise this season kind of towing the line. Every, every rebuilding team, I should say, towing the line between – you know, you don't want to kill your young guy's confidence, but you also want to see what you got because it's kind of an opportunity to jumpstart your rebuild, whatever. Um, my 
I guess my most excited players to watch, I mean, you guys got the obvious ones, Fulmer, and, and like you said, Collins, Candelario. I guess I would throw in Christian Stewart, Jacoby Jones, even like Victor Reyes in there. Not, not necessarily I'm excited to watch them. I just want to see that outfield get finalized, so to speak, as the years go on. Because, you know, we've got – now there is pressure. There's Riley Green, and there's, there's young – there's prospects out there. That's Cameron. guys – the leash is getting short for these guys, right? Like that, you got to show me. And, and we've seen flashes. Like you said, Christian Stewart can hit pretty well. But I think, Rabs, you brought it up last week or two weeks ago. He didn't hit his body weight. You get your body weight, that'd be awesome. So, I don't know. It, and, again, it's a 60-game season. So, no matter what these guys do, there's going to be maybe an asterisk on the development or what have you. But, Collins, one last thing to the point you said about you want to see Riley Green on, on the team. You know, he might not play a lot. Just give me two innings, two innings every two days from Riley Green. That'd be awesome. Maybe you could play the eighth and ninth inning every other day. I don't know. I just it, it, again, I go back to the drawing board here. That'd be a like, wild move. This is a sixty game. <laughs> something maybe not something that ass backwards, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I do what you're saying. Just, just to see what we got here, because again, I keep saying this: it's a sixty game season. This is your chance to get experimental because, again, you're not competing for a World Series and you're really not – the expectations are low and the fans are bought in. So if you want to hit all three of those points, I, I think now is a good time to get your guys up there. You already mentioned the pitchers, but, yeah, I'm excited to watch all those guys too if we ever get to. I'll be tuned in. What do you guys think Next. of the Tiger spring training hats? Fire, oh, right? The, I, love, dude, I love the Tiger logo in, like, the, the actual Tiger itself. I love it inside the yeah. team. Yeah, it's, it's fire. fire. Where's the third jersey? I need a third orange jersey. No, dude. People, they got. I, I'm. I think I'm the only person in this camp that I think they should get rid of the orange. Really? Tigers are. I, I, it, 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 their away jerseys just don't look right. Every single I time them. I see them, I love them. I don't I like, like the orange. I, love I like the orange. It gives a little splash. Also, the it's fact not the same I'm, as the home ones. The home ones are just like my favorite jerseys, maybe in baseball. There's nothing like the home whites in Detroit, but. <laughs> But what I was going to say was now that Nike has taken control of uniforms in the MLB, we might see the Tigers spice things up a little bit. You might see a couple alternates, orange, maybe a dark blue. They got like an MLB city jersey. It's just like (laughs) they did a black and white Tigers jersey. Dude, listen, I'm telling you. Those things are – those players' weekend jerseys, oh, my word, were they bad. This – oh, that, you know what I want? If the Tigers are going to do a third jersey, I want that whale that's on that building out in, like, right center field. I yeah. want that on the shoulder. <laughs> the whale that's on that poster, I want that Dude, as a shoulder pad. I tailgate for Lions games in that parking lot every Sunday. It's the best. What oh, is that building? I no, they're, they're, I don't think it's Probably some abandoned building. Who knows? <laughs> Collecting dust. They don't have the money to tear it down. There's a church over there somewhere. But, I think uh, they have apartments in there or something. Last thing, last thing I want to say on this, I have been in this camp for probably two years now. I think, I seriously think that the MLB needs to like make, like do alternate jerseys, do that. Not just, not just the T grace thing, because you know, everyone loves that, but you got to do something a little more. It, that, that's merchandising. That's going to get, that's going yeah, to buy stuff. I get it. It's baseball. You don't want to kill the tradition. You got to, you got to toe the line a little bit. But there's 162 games. Would it kill you to wear an orange jersey for five of them? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I would guess not. I'm in the camp because you saw with the Cardinals last year, they kind of brought back the baby blue. 
Oh, I'm going to camp for all those teams that bring back their baby blue away jerseys because in, like, the mid-'80s, it all Fire. happened. Yeah. yeah, love them. Like, Milwaukee, bring the baby blue back. Fire. Uh, next category I have on here as we keep rolling here with our, I guess, paper plate awards preseason, uh, team MVP. For me, I, obviously, this is one that pr- I'm probably going to look bad at coming towards the end of the year. I got two guys, one position player, one pitcher. My team MVP this year, and I really hope to all that is holy that it happens, is Jacoby Jones. They need to find someone that can actually play every day in that outfield because between Demerit, between Christian Stewart, obviously you have Riley Green coming up in the ranks. Good room. Uh, good room. Whoever else they, they, they deem worthy of playing in the outfield, someone's got to sure up their spot. And I feel like Jacoby's been right there for the last couple of years. He had an awful start to the year last year. His bat came around. To, he's actually a pretty athletic center fielder. I think he plays it well out there. He's got he's got as is, is, is much range as anyone else that plays that position. And he does have an arm too. But if you can get a consistent bat out of him, I don't care if you bat him first or ninth because I do like the idea of the second leadoff guy batting ninth these days. Dude, that yeah, is such an old guy thing. That, that well, I like was... the MLB comes around. Dude, that is that is something my dad would say. I like we got the a, we, Jose Iglesias in a nine spot. What a good second leadoff. Guy. You love him. You love him. But that's that's I I genuinely think that of all guys, you know, obviously you look at Miggy as the leader in the clubhouse, but Jacoby Jones, a guy that's been around the team for it feels like a decade, even though it probably hasn't even been close to that long. So I'd like to think that he takes another step this year and shores up his spot in center field. Another guy, too, I have for team MVP, and this one might uh, I might take some heat for this at the end of the year, uh, Spencer Turnbull. I watched him pitch today in the inter-squad game. He had a, a pretty solid start Ooh. to the year last year. No one really knew who this guy was, but he came out of nowhere and had a couple good outings. Let me tell you this, too. I looked up this guy's stats. I couldn't believe it. This guy finished the year 3-17 and 17 last year. He was not good. I, so after his first couple of games, we were like, who's this guy? This is, a, is a, a cool, a cool, nice surprise. He was a real bad, but I like this stuff today. They were stroking him today on the broadcast. Yeah. He had like six strikeouts and in four innings. So I, you know, I, I think sneaky uh, pitching guy that you'll actually be happy with is Spencer Turnbull. That's it. That's, that's my guy. Uh, probably going to look real bad come whenever the season's ends, but that's uh, those are my MVPs. I don't hate that. I, I, I actually, I'm going to go with Jacoby Jones, too. Because at the end of the year, he, like, there was, like, legit substance to, like, what he was doing. Like, he had, like, a 50-game stretch where he was mashing the ball. And he's a kind of weird in center field. Like, he makes really flashy plays and stuff. But he's not – I think the Tigers have just been spoiled with really good center fielders, like, for the last, like, 10 to 15 years. Like, if you really look at it, they've had some really good defensive center fielders. And Austin Jackson in his prime was one of the best center fielders I've ever seen in Major League Baseball. He didn't get credit because he wasn't flashy, but he was fantastic. So, I, I mean, I think, he, like you said, Ravs, he's really athletic, and I think he can play out there. It's just he's got to keep the strikeouts down. And I know that baseball is all about, like, launch angle and all these different stupid metrics that have made baseball like less yeah, likable in the mainstream but you gotta strike out less if you want to be at the top of the order i like i understand that you're trying to like get some power on that bat but like use your feet he's a really fast guy so if he could keep just keep the strikeouts down and get the ball and play a little bit more like he could in a 60 game stretch he could bat over 280 I, I believe that. 
So with some decent uh, power too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But he's got to get the ball and play a little bit more because I think he could be a good like fifth or sixth in the lineup. Maybe you put him at first if he can get the strikeouts down. But I that I mean that's his main kryptonite when he's at the plate. Um, I like your guys' picks. Obviously, I hope you're right about both of them. Rabs, you particularly. I, Turnbull, I, I hope you're right. Spencer Turnbull's a great pitcher. I really, I really hope man. you're right. Couldn't believe he was 3-17. and 17. It rattled me. I was like, wow, has he actually been that bad last year? Holy well, crap. I've got two picks here, and, and I'll – it's kind of like the classic. There's two ways this could go, and there's one MVP for each way. Number one is Miggy, and I can't believe neither one of you guys said him. Because I knew you were going, 60, Miggy. There's a 60-game season. If there's any season where he's not going to get hurt, it's this one. He'll rake and maybe hit, like, hitting the 300s again. And then he'll be your MVP because that would mean that he's probably the best hitter on your team. Probably had a, probably had a pretty good run. Maybe he makes the all-star team again. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, and, and it's the classic Ryan Rabinowitz, Miggy looks slim uh, <laughs> before the season starts. Other than that, I think my other option here, and, and I could get heat for this as well. By the way, I love that all of us said that because when you're picking a team MVP for a really bad team, you don't really know where to go. You're taking a shot in the dark. But Nico Goodrum, and I guess I'm Ooh. saying this in the, in the aspect of if this team is bad, he will be the MVP. He just will because he's consistent. And I look at it as like the 2018 season where he, he only hit – I think he only hit about 250, but he played every day and he was, he was not bad defensively and whatever. So then you, if, if the team is bad, you just look at a guy like that, and you're like, okay, that's your MVP. I don't know. It's kind of like a spitball throwaway thing, but whatever. Yeah, Miggy, uh, they were talking about Miggy a lot today as far as his workout regimen. And, again, that's the thing every year. is like Miggy's looking good coming into the season. But, as you said, Trent, oh as, much as, as much as you'd like to think that Miggy can make it 60 games, he has not yeah. played a full season since 2016. And I can already see right now come game 12, he comes out in the fourth inning. We don't see him the rest of the year. So, you got to just hope. Look, man, I, it, it, at this point in, in my life, I'm done playing the game of they need it. You know, how, is, how are they going to get rid of Miggy's contract? You're just not – you'd like to think that he's going to retire here in Detroit. Um, but like you said, Trent, 60-game sprint, I think he's more than capable. Uh, my last two uh, awards here, or I guess categories, that I guess we can just wrap into one for the sake of time. Um, biggest surprise and the uh, Ryan Collins inaugural player you're going to hate at the end of the season award. My biggest surprise, and I've heard the name mentioned uh, a couple times today, Victor Reyes. And, and I'm going to continue oh, to talk about this. I hate that guy. <laughs> I, well, this is my biggest surprise. I don't. I didn't give you my player that I hate oh. yet. My, I, Victor Reyes to me when he came on the scene, I believe two years ago. Um, I didn't. He really, really long swing. Didn't think he could really produce anything at the plate. I think he finished the year batting around two twenty. Um, again, Less another guy that's kind that. of the, he's he's a bigger body um, and he can play. They usually throw him in left field, and I think he can do it some well. A guy six foot five. He's a monster. Jacoby Jones is pretty big too. Um, but he can play the outfield uh, decently well. But like I said, there's so many guys in this outfield between Stewart, between Reyes, between Demerit, and you have Cameron Mabin now that you throw into the mix for your one-year rental. I don't know what they plan to do and how they plan to shake it out, also knowing that you have Riley Green coming up. But I will say that Victor Reyes in only 69 games last year, which 
you know, take that for what you what you will. He did bat 304. Not a lot of power out of this guy's bat. You don't really expect it to come from him either. Um, but I, I do think this is a guy that if he if he's given time in left field, uh, his swing is he's shortened up his swing a lot. He looks a lot more confident at the plate, uh, at least towards the end of last year. I think this is a guy that can solidify himself in left field, which now leaves your question to be. Who's playing right field? Obviously, Cameron Maben's a guy that probably plays most of his time in center field. Uh, I know he's a bit older now, so he might be your right fielder or left fielder. I don't know what they plan to do, but that's an interesting position to look at in the outfield. I just think that my biggest surprise this year is going to be Victor Reyes if he continues to produce at the plate, which really is what you're asking for these guys. We keep talking about impact bats, impact bats. He might be able to provide you one this year. The player that I think I am going to hate by the, by the end of the year, another name that was mentioned on this podcast, Jamer Condelario, this is the year, man, and we, we, I think we all said it. You're starting to see the Tigers now really take a, a stand and, and, and look at this third base position very closely. They made it very clear they want Spencer Torkelson to be the guy at third base. He's still obviously a year or two or maybe even three away from playing there. I think that we were all kind of in the camp of you'd like to see the guy take over first base because it's not like first base is where you're playing, you know, when you're playing nine U baseball and you hide your worst defender and your biggest guy at first base. You know, you, you look at guys like Paul Goldschmidt, Freddie Freeman, uh, Anthony Rizzo, these guys that put up big numbers at the plate and can field first base pretty well. I know Miggy has constantly said that he wants to stay at first base. It's just not going to happen this year. So right, wrong, or indifferent, Spencer Torkelson is the guy they're going to groom to start playing third base. You have a couple guys that can do it as well. Um, I don't know, between Harold and Willie Castro, they're both middle infielders. I'm sure they can both play third base. So for Jamer Condelario, who – you know, when he when he came over, I know the last part of the year that he had with the Tigers was pretty solid. I think he finished the year batting around 330 in only about ah, 30 games for the Tigers. Last two years, batting 203 last year and 224 the year before. I know last year he had the wrist injury. Not going to cut it. It's just not. I don't think he's good enough of a defender to justify him not producing at the plate that well at third base. Don't get me wrong. He plays the position, the position totally fine for – Major League Baseball. I don't want to knock him as being like Castellanos, who I could not stand at third base. Um, but I have a feeling that if he doesn't get things figured out at the plate this year, that could be a guy that I'm looking at. He's going to be probably, I'm assuming he'll be 26 at the end of the season. He's 25 right now. I'm not sure when his birthday is, but early happy birthday to Jamer Condelario. Either way, um, that's a guy that might just absolutely grind my gears at the end of this year. And, I, and like you said, Collins, earlier, it might be time to move on to him or from him. Yeah, I think him and Fulmer are the two pieces this year that I'm most interested to watch, like just in general, because I'm like, oh, this will be interesting. Like, no, like I, I have no expectations either way what to expect with those two guys. But guy I'm going to hate at the end of the year. <laughs> mm. It's a long list. I think it might – this is like in context. It might be Nico Goodrum. Interesting. And I like Nico Goodrum, and I think I will continue to like Nico Goodrum. I'm just going to hate the Tigers fans that are going to think Nico Goodrum should be like a part of the future. Say, yeah, yeah, this guy, he bets 250. You play every day. He needs to be a part of the future. I'm like, hey, buddy, he's never going to be a part of the future. (laughs) He's just a nice player, like playing on a bad team. Just let it go. I like Nico. Seems like a nice guy. Nico Goodrum's a great name. Where's the good number, good baseball number two. But, like, 
I don't, I, I don't see it sometimes to people when they decide, like, yeah, Nico Goodrum could be, like, your everyday left fielder. I'm like, no, he, I don't think he can. Like, I, I really <laughs> don't. Like, I, I, and I think he's fine. Like, he's a good, like, fourth outfielder to have on your team if that's the role he's going to be in. But, like, I, I, I got a feeling that Nico Goodrum has a good six games. We're going to get a little overhyped on Nico Goodrum. That's why I, I, I might hate him because people like him too much. But I love Nico, so I kind of didn't answer the question, but whatever. Um, Collins, you got a big surprise? Did you get one of those? Uh, big surprise? Uh, is Jordy Mercer still on the team? He is. I think he has a good year this year. I Wait, like are that. we doing that? Did we do a big surprise? That's what I – yeah, my big surprise. I think we already did that, but I do think Jordy Mercer has a better year. Like, he can't be worth – him and Josh Harrison, that experiment did not work last year. I think he has a better year this year. Good. Okay, I'm here for it. I guess I'll keep this short. My biggest surprise is Grayson Griner for no other reason than the fact that I think a catcher needs to emerge here, and I really like the Tigers giving this kid a chance, allegedly. You know, I know they brought in uh, – what's his face? Romine, uh, yeah. the other Romine that we're not used to. Um but I, I just – I don't know. Give Grayson Griner one more chance, I guess, oh, even though it's an appreciated yeah. chance. Maybe you got something uh, there. He's young. He's a good guy. He's a family man. What? He goes to church every Sunday. That's why I just, just like yelled him. so much at me, and I didn't understand what any of Sorry. Was. You just well, said he was a family man. man. I just that was ridiculous. Screaming at me uncontrollably. Here's what I'm going to hate at the end of the year. I'll tell you right now. It's going to be Jordan Zimmerman for no other reason than the fact that he stinks now. Hate him He's right not now. worth what you're paying him. bad this whole time. Why are you going to hang your hat on that guy? That's all I got to say. I don't know. I don't, I don't really. Him, dude. And, and again, the, the hate for Jordan Zimmerman is more just like fatigue. It's not going to be anything new. It's just going to be like a reminder yeah. of when the Tigers, you know, when I was a sophomore in high school, the Tigers were making big moves to get Jordan Zimmerman and not. You know, not let this team die out. This team with this core. Hey, of let me, let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. I hate to cut you off. This guy's going to start for you on opening day. He's going to go eight innings with two hits. You're going to love him. And he's not going to win a single game the rest of the year. Well, the idea oh, yeah. is who am I going to hate by the end of the year? So if that like happens, it. if that happens, I'll sign off on it. There we go. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about before we move on from Tiger stuff. I, Trent, you brought up Grayson Griner, which something that really has been uh, – has been mulling in my mind over the past couple months with this team. I don't understand what the catcher situation is at all because they're going to carry three catchers on this roster. It's going to be Jake Rogers. It's going to be Romine. It's going to be Griner. So it's like Griner's you're young, young enough to justify playing him every day, but you have Romine who's like a, a pretty proven MLB catcher, but you have Rogers, who Jake Rogers, by the way, not that young. He's like 25 or 26. So it's it's time to give him some 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 looks behind the dish. Then you also have this Dinkler kid or whatever that you just drafted from Ohio State that everyone thinks is this is the catcher of the future. And then you have Eric Haas, who's on the roster for God knows what reason. I feel like he's played on every MLB team in the league. I don't understand what the what the dynamic is because I get again I this. expanded I roster. This expanded roster, but 60 games and you're going to rotate three catchers, one of which Jake Rogers, who's supposed to be like your guy behind the plate, and you have Grayson Griner, who's I, – like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the angle. 
you gave the three guys. You gave the three guys. What's supposed to going to be Rogers, Griner, and uh, and uh, Romine. Romine, yeah. You do the math. Sixty divided by three. It's twenty games apiece. If Austin Romine gets more than twenty starts, if he gets more than his fair share of of a third of the season, I will be livid because there is no reason. You know, Collins, you were just talking about Nico Goodrum not being part of the future. What is Austin Romine? Plus, say we're, we're getting into September and this team is just not good. because yeah, well, Austin Romine doesn't have expectations, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. I guess I, I don't really know why you'd waste these. You've got to figure it out. Sorry, so I, have, I guess you, to your point, I, I guess all I'm, trying to, all I'm trying to get across here is you have to have some idea going into 2021 if it's going to be Jake Rogers or Gracie Griner. Because like you said, they're about the same age. They've been around for about the same amount of time. Griner has, what, a year on, on Rogers. So Probably. I think you give Griner the first whack, okay? If it doesn't work out, you start to fizzle in Rogers a little bit. If neither of them work, then you bank on that kid you drafted in next year, you know, two years from now, whatever. But just don't give me Austin Romine. That's all I'm saying. What if Austin Romine just starts raking then you got to right. Then he'll line. be like Alex Avila the year he made the All Star team. What was that like? Two thousand. Oh, yeah. Avila was good. I think Avila was the most base. underrated player on those teams. Oh, he, he got a lot of hate for no reason. Dude, he pulled that. a great game and his on base percentage was fantastic every year. He almost led the league in walks. Ground out to like, second. What? Every I'll time. Say this. Automatic say ground out to second base. I want. I want. Oh, to say you rolled the hands over more than anyone in baseball. <laughs> On base percentage is the most Ryan Collins baseball stat for sure. Does he get on base, dude? I it's mean that in a great though. way. I mean that. Billy great Bean, way. Billy Bean. Here's my here's my here's my parting words on the Tigers. I already know the type. Ty- here's how the Tigers are going to roll out day one. Romine behind the dish. Crone at first. Scope at second. Mercer at third. Condelario at, at I'm sorry, Mercer at short. Condelario at third. They're going to have Mabin in the outfield. I'm not going to get to watch a single one of these young guys play until like week eight. I, that's what they're going to do to me. Miggy's going to DH. The average age in their starting lineup for opening day is going to be like 31. That's what when they're going to do. When you said Cameron Mabin win it all. in the outfield, I almost said he's going to get the crowd's going to go nuts for Mabin. No crowd. Never love mind. Ma- love Mabin. Got a shirt. Everyone's shirt. going to stand up off their, off their top for Cameron Mabin. They didn't sell them. They were making Maven shirts when you bought them. Didn't sell them. Cost them. I'll say this. A Cameron Maven jersey is strong. Like the number four. Number four is a good baseball number. Also, getting it custom is a commitment because I also bought a Ramon Santiago t-shirt one time. Number 39. Didn't make them. Wait, you bought a – how do you – wait, how do you customize a shirt's – you have one like MLBshop.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anywhere where MLB Shop distributes to. They got a number of vendors. You know, <laughs> no free ads, no free ads. <laughs> they got a number of vendors. That's a, that's a call to action. I apologize. Let, let's no let's, let's move on from the Tigers. I'm, I'm okay, what, wait, what's it called though? Do, wait, do you have a Ramon Santiago shirt? Yeah, I do. I still have it. It's actually Does it fit? Like, no, but I'll, I'll oh. show you next week when I go home. I'm actually going home this weekend. I'll send a picture of it. That's right. a great shirt. I also shirt. have David Smythe and Austin Jackson, your boy. Ajax. Before we move on for good for good, I want to say we did uh, we did pretty good. I got to give us a pat on the back here. We mentioned pretty much every big name the Tigers have right now, so that's good. Look at that, good for us. Also, Brandon Dixon. Humble brag, right there. Brandon Dixon. Humble brag. <laughs> All right, uh, right now. 
Trent, before we, uh, of course, we, uh, at the end of the show this week, as we have uh, retired, who am I for the time being? Rest in peace and peace. It's on hiatus. Uh, it's on hiatus. On hiatus. It'll be back when we, uh, when we, our motivation. When we give effort to it. Yeah. Um, but we do have our dumb sports radio segment that everyone loves at the end of the show today. But Trent has a surprise segment for us today. We're going to use that to break it up. So Trent, I have no idea what you want to do. Uh, I half trust you. So what do you got for us? Half, half trust is pretty good, and dare I say generous, but I love doing these little surprise segments because, for one, I just get amusement out of them, and for two, you guys usually bring some pretty good conversation to the table. So here it is Thank without you. further ado. Uh, this is in the spirit of the NBA bubble, as Collins kind of alluded to earlier. We have now, you know, the teams have arrived in the NBA bubble, except for a couple exceptions like, you know, James Harden and Russell Westbrook because they got COVID, but that's a different story for another day. I just have a couple questions, a couple fun questions, uh, you know, it, just for discussion's sake, uh, regarding the bubble and if you were in the bubble. So, so here, here's the first one. Um, if you were in the bubble at Disney World, which park would you stay in and why? Perhaps I couldn't tell you any place in Disney World. Oh, hey, I know it's Epcot. Disney? If you haven't been to Disney, this oh, is dude, I got a great Disney story. It's a song for another time, but I had a miserable time at Disney. How old were you? I was like, it's the land of dreams, dude. I flew out to Disney the same day as my preschool graduation. I had the worst stomach flu in the history of the Western (laughs) Hemisphere. And the you know what didn't make it better was when we get off the plane and my dad runs over with some like lukewarm Pepto Bismol. It's ninety eight degrees outside, and I'm drinking Pepto Bismol in like the terminal. Not a good experience. Have never been back. So to Collins's point, I don't know any of the parks. I did not leave my room for the whole week at Disney because of my my bowel issues. But I would say Epcot because I've heard the name, or the one where the castle is. Where's the castle? That is Magic Kingdom. Give me Magic Trent, Kingdom. I've only been to Disney one time when I was five years old. And my one memory, one memory of the whole event is we were at ESPN Zone. And Michigan State was playing Kentucky in Elite Eight. And my mom had to take me out of the restaurant because my dad was being such a psychopath. <laughs> I love it. We had to take a walk. It was the three overtime game where the – Steve Sparks, where he hits the buzzer beater and they go into three yeah. overtimes and MSU yeah. eventually wins. I think in the, like at the end of the first half, my mom was like, Ryan, we gotta we gotta take a walk. I don't want you to see this. Was it your was, mom like was your mom like Kelly, you are out of control? Yeah. No, no, she didn't. I think she realized the moment. She's like, No, I'm gonna take Ryan for a little walk. I'm gonna cool down a little bit, and then we'll lock you in for the second half. Your dad was just housing Miller Lights after you left, too. He got, like, no, three dude, quick no. ones. My, da- my dad's honestly not, like, the biggest drinker. But, like, if Michigan State games don't, he's just getting after it. It doesn't matter who he's with. doesn't matter, like, the company he's around. He goes way overboard. Like, every time. <laughs> Everyone, my brother's like that, too. My older brother, Kyle. <laughs> like, I watched it. I watched it. Okay. I, I actually hope he listens to this episode now. I'll never forget this. We're watching the Maryland game. And Michigan State at the end of the Maryland game at Maryland this year, when they they win this game, they kind of were, like, giving the ball away, a lot of turnovers at the end. And I just hear my brother, Cassius, doesn't have a killer instinct. And I just – I literally start crying laughing. I'm like, what is wrong with you, dude? I, I was like, go see a psychiatrist. Like, uh, that's way off topic, but, like – 
Uh, no, this is exactly why I do this because it sparks <laughs> a conversation. Now you get it. My answer, if anyone cares, just says no what killer it's worth. Instinct. Oh my yes, god, correct. sorry. Animal Kingdom, end of story. I don't even need to get nice. into it. Best park at Disney. I'm not even. Hey, at, you know what? I want to change my. Blizzard Beach. I want to change mine. I want to go to the Star Wars place. Nerd. By the way, you guys see the Mandalorian yet? Just watched it. Loved it. What? Mandalorian. Trent's a big Star Wars guy. He's already season seen. two. No, the first season. I just crushed it the other day. Oh God, dude! You gave me a heart attack. Yes, I saw season one back in November when it came out. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Baby get Yoda. Answer. By the way, Baby Yoda. I let out an audible "aw" as soon as you on the screen. I'm like, oh, look at that. He's not as cute as Baby Groot. Baby Groot's yeah. Baby Groot's the ultimate. Baby Groot yeah. talks, so that gives him a little bit of an edge. Hey, also, all I'm saying is, one night, one night, if we do like a uh, like a Motown rundown after hours, and we crack a couple like Mickey Ultras or something, I'll tell you this, the full story about me going to Disney World with the world's worst diarrhea. Sure, uh, I mean, I, I, short story, you probably pooped yourself. Like, that's, no, that's no, the no. story. I didn't poop, dude, that's I didn't poop myself. That's the end of the story. I didn't poop myself. I just remember, I, I had trouble. We were at, like, ITC Park in Novi, my preschool graduation. In the bathroom, as soon as the ice, ice cream truck came, I was pissed I didn't, get, I didn't get a taste of the ice cream. We had to go home because we were going to Florida that night. I didn't sit in my seat in the airplane. I was in the locked in the toilet for three hours. I couldn't get up. More stomach like The Pepto Bismol. The, the Pepto Bismol was boiling. I'll never forget it. Boiling hot. Didn't help. But that's yeah. Oh, sorry. Next question, Trent. Okay. 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 No now further that's comment. Over. Now that's over. Terrible diarrhea. So did you guys, did you guys hear the story of Rashawn Holmes leaving the NBA bubble to pick up delivery food? Rashawn Holmes. Yes. Rashawn Holmes is also known as. MVP in Sacramento when they were chanting MVP at a game this year for him. Okay. Great little tidbit there from Ryan Collins. Here's the deal. If you had to leave the NBA bubble to pick up delivery food, which restaurant would it be from and why? Excluding geographic limitations. It doesn't have to be a restaurant that is in Florida. But any – you know, like – you're getting this basically. Let me set the scene. How about chain restaurant? How about we go chain restaurant? Yeah, okay, so yeah. Everyone knows chain restaurant. yeah, you can't just say, I want my grandma's chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. But here's the deal. Let me set the scene for you. You are in the NBA bubble. You're eating from the Disney culinary staff. Not bad, but definitely not great. Not what you're used to. And now you get to have one meal and you're going to leave the bubble for it. So you're going to risk it all because you could come back and have to go into quarantine for 10 days and maybe miss a game or four or five or a playoff series, or the NBA Finals, whatever it may be, what restaurant are you leaving the bubble for? What restaurant is bubble-leaving worthy? Chili's. Not, not even a question. Oh, my God. Chili's? Poor man's Applebee's. <laughs> Scum food. Whoa, 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 whoa. Second class. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got that flipped around. Applebee's oh, is dude. so bad. Applebee's is the king of... Oh wow, this is kind of a good deal. And then you leave, and you're like, "That was kind I'm never of eating here again." It's not about <laughs> yeah, that was kind of not, horrible. It's not about the good deal. It's about the bang for your buck and the fact that there is something on the Ooh, menu for everybody so at Applebee's. Good. You're trying to please everybody. Go to Applebee's. You got Dude, your have you had chilies, and chips, and salsa? The chips are hot. They're like piping hot, and it's fantastic. The, chip, the chips are hot. That's true. Chili's get a margarita while I'm there. I mean, come on. I, get an El Present, whatever the f- – I've never had one of those, but they seem tasty. All right, no, no free ads, but Chili's does have better advertisements. Um, I guess, I'm not I guess saying advertisements. 
Chili's is great ads. Better you like the chili field. like commercials? The Chili's commercials. Who's I got the better crowd? I, I got the better crowd. Chili's or Applebee's? Definitely Chili's. The better what? No, no, dude. Eating good in the neighborhood. The better crowd. Dude, oh. Applebee's has a bad vibe once you go in. I Chili's, thought... you get in there a little open air, you feel great. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I think Chili's does have a better vibe to answer the Way question. Way better. But here's the thing with Applebee's. Applebee's has some locals, which is a good or a bad thing, depending on – I think Chili's does too, have. though. No, Chili's does not have locals. Who the hell goes to Chili's every week? Yeah, I go here all the time. I do. <laughs> oh, get out of here. Rap, Dude, rap, what's oh, your answer? Dude, Chili's is so good. Dude, this is a tough question. Good question, tough question. I don't know because I'm trying to – where I'm trying to put my head at is, like, what am I getting fed in this bubble? And then what, like, what am I craving? Okay. I, dude, this in is going to be – You're probably getting fed, you know, your classic – You get, like, oyster crackers. Yeah, oyster a, couple, crackers. a couple vegetables in a, in, a, in a little plastic Tupperware. That dude, have you guys are going to think I'm crazy. Taste. You guys are going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to go Olive Garden. Because you can just oh, absolutely, you can line answer. up, dude, and I say that because you can line up a feast from Olive Garden. I'm talking dude. fried lasagna for a little appetizer. You're getting a couple raspberry lemonades down, and then all of a sudden, boom, where's my linguine, my, my shrimp scampi, whatever. Hit me, chicken all parmesan. The, all the then you got dessert, a little tiramisu to finish you off, and a cup of coffee, wake you back up, you're back inside the bubble, and you're playing video games with the boys by midnight. Boom. I, I will say this about Olive Garden, though. I think you're going against your point. Like, they definitely have pasta and, like, chicken from the Disney yeah, thing. Yeah, dude, yeah, that's a bad call. I'm going to stick with it, but that's a horrible that's, – that's bad. I don't like, know. Like, they dude, definitely have know. pasta. And, by the way, I think the Disney food looks pretty good. I think these people oh, are just so not, rich. It's not as bad as it's getting it, – Yeah, they're just the richest human beings in, like, America. Like, going back to, like, Case Dining Hall food, which is pretty good. But it's not up to their standards. <laughs> yeah, true. By the way, I love that you use Case. I think you've used Case as a uh, – Case is like the most mediocre dining hall on campus. It's not bad. Meh. It's not – it's meh. It's meh. They have like the – they have the tarot – they have the worst like like chain restaurant, like little things in Case compared to every other calf on campus. Are the calves going to be open this year? Dude, oh, it dude. might be like all takeout, which like how the hell are they going to do oh, that? Oh, dude, I, I crushed know. takeout when we went there though. <laughs> yeah, all-time Snapchat memory. Yeah. Trent, what's your pick? Sad. My pick, listen, I want steak in my head because the thing is, is at dude, Disney, they're not going to have good steak. steak at Disney. They're not going to have good Outback? steak. That's the fact of the matter. Disney might get – yes, Outback, Collins, that is the oh, answer. But before, before I continue, I need to preface this a little bit. Disney staff has probably given you pretty solid burgers, pretty solid French fries. You know, if you want them, other, other than that, they got good fruits, vegetables, all that. All that good stuff, you know, maybe some ribs here and there. There's no way that Disney is giving me good steak, quality steak. I need Outback Steakhouse. I need a blooming onion with the little – I don't even know what kind of dip that is. It's like the little orange stuff. It's not orange. It's like a – it's got a tint of, of, of orange to it. I don't know. You get what I'm saying? I need, I need my filet mignon, and I need it cooked medium rare. It will be fantastic. Melt in your mouth, great. I get a little side of steak fries, and then I'm ready to go take a charge against LeBron James in the NBA Finals. Dude. <laughs> Outback, man. I think I've had Outback maybe one time in my entire life. Oh. Okay, you've also only been to Disney World one time in your entire life, and that was a horrible Yeah, and it was horrible. Maybe you just had a bad experience. You got Outback's not bad. 
Dude, it's a steakhouse. It's great steak. If you go I'd to like Outback, to think, how does how does Disney, how does the NBA not like fly in these executive chefs from these they teams? They did, dude. Like, it's nice. Okay, so they're fine. Yeah. So so why is everyone complaining on Twitter? Because they're so rich. I th- yeah, they're, they don't they're, live in the real world. They're rich up the wazoo, and they are used to having everything done for themselves. However, I saw LeBron James. How are you? He did not bring any of his personal assistants. He didn't bring his personal masseuse. <laughs> he didn't bring his personal <laughs> Didn't fly his cryotherapy chamber out there. Oh, yeah, no, my he, God. Tread, he can't because Corona. Why no, no, he could. Listen, I, I know the background on this. Every team, I believe the number is 37. Every team is allowed 37 individuals. Now, that includes your roster, your coaching staff, your film crew, all that good stuff, your trainers. The thing is, I think, I think when you boil it all down, you get four or five auxiliary people. You can bring whoever you is want. Is Mav there? No, I, I don't know. But LeBron's I, personal dentist. All I know is the, the selfish thing, the Michael Jordan thing to do would have been give me what? all my personal assistance and everyone else can go kick rocks and deal with this bubble shit. I need all my, you know, all my top of the line people. You know what, Trent? You would have won another Trent title. Do that. He's a role model, team guy, whatever. But that's my long-winded answer to what, which restaurant I would leave the bubble for. Thank you. Getting a blooming onion while you're there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Blooming onion. I always laugh when it's like the Outback Bowl and they do the Bloomin' Onion versus the Coconut Shrimp. Like, I'm getting Bloomin' Onion. I'm not getting a Coconut Shrimp. Dude, I would be I don't pissed if I was on the Coconut Shrimp. shrimp I'll probably never try that in my entire life. Good. All right, what else you got? Last question. This one's kind of stupid. It's, kind of, it's okay, not stupid. Good. It's not stupid. It's just basic. There it's are no stupid questions. Which NBA player would you choose as your roommate so if you had to? Oh, dude. Mine is a, a no-brainer. It's J.R. Smith. I won't even tell you why. Oh, but he said, Go ahead. Why? Have... So you guys enjoyed Hennessy together? Yes. Bingo. Oh, dude. <laughs> is he, like, known for being a Hennessy guy? No, is that he what actually, it... he's, he's actually spoken out against Hennessy. Well, he was, like, drinking. Uh, so that was just kind of a racist statement by me. No, 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 no. Not at all. Because, <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's lighthearted. I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> You had all good intentions, and I understand. Yeah. But, yeah, that became a thing, especially after 2018 game one where you forgot the score. Everyone just said he was drunk on Hennessy. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Meme. It became a meme and everything, and it blew up the internet. But he actually, according to him, he does not enjoy that drink. So, I don't know. I just love JR, dude. I think he's great. I spoke two words to him on the Pistons scrimmage. Not scrimmage. Preseason game. Played the uh, Cavaliers at the Breslin Center. He told me to take care of myself. Very nice guy. Uh, yeah, Jr. Smith. What'd you say to him? Sup, Jr. No, I said I said have a safe flight home, and he said thanks. Take care of yourself. Think he well, remembers you? Classy. What do you mean, sup, Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said he said two words to him, so I'm like, what are the two words? Oh, sup, okay. Jr. I spoke. I spoke some words. You up? Collins, <laughs> <laughs> who are you? Who are you living with, Collins? I don't know. I. Maybe Iguodala or uh, – I like JR too because they're both big golfers. And you can golf in the bubble. So, I, I want a guy I can hit the links with in the morning before we get a workout in. Like, so, any – like, I know Steph's not in the bubble, so I won't say Steph, but Steph's like a stick. I know Iguodala takes it pretty seriously, and I think JR takes it really seriously too. He plays a lot of golf. So, any guy who plays a lot of golf, I think that would be cool. 
I would have to. I mean, this is obvious. This is the biggest cop out of an answer of all time. But I'd room with LeBron. I would just like ask him a million questions. That's not a bad poll, though. You're getting I'd the just best. I stare treatment. at him. I'd stare at him the whole. Yeah, I'm the biggest I'd LeBron fan on the planet, and I wouldn't do that. You know why? They tell you don't meet your heroes. You're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> oh, dude, LeBron's a good guy. You just you're he's just mad you have to give some of the spotlight, Trent. You'd be you'd be mad oh. that that you all the spotlight in that room would be on LeBron because you're selfish. Yeah, you're you exactly wanna, right. You no, wouldn't want to tell me, your kids that I room with LeBron James in no, Orlando. How about, how about they take a, sh- a bullet for LeBron? I don't think that's the case. How about that? I enjoyed a, a little uh, a drink with LeBron in the lobby of a hotel room, not or the lobby of a hotel, not dude. If you Wait, stayed with LeBron James. Think about how annoyed he would be with you the whole time. You're his roommate. Okay, whatever. I don't. I would just ask some questions about train wreck. I'd be like, "Wow, man, put in a good performance." Ryan Collins texting us. What was that? About two and a half weeks ago, saying train wreck. LeBron is a fantastic performance. I agree. He he was was nice. Expecting that. He made me laugh. I appreciate some good moments. Are are, are we all good on that? Have you guys? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good segment. Good segment, Trent. Good job, Trent. Way to yeah, keep thank you. Those are, my, those are my quick three questions. Maybe that could be a thing. I'll come up with three questions. Hey, I like that. That's good, Trent. Well, how about the last quick question? Which TNT inside the NBA guy would you want to be roomed with? Shaq, hands down. That'd be it awesome. Goes, I can't, it's either Chuck or Ernie. Chuck Ernie? would – oh, yeah, Ernie, not Eddie. What the, no, dude, Chuck would be a mess. <laughs> Dude, Chuck breaking would stuff. Be such a good time. Are you Ernie. kidding me? Ernie, Charles you can read me a bedtime story. Well, okay, Ernie would be great because he's also also just you know Ernie's the man. For selfish reasons, maybe I would choose Ernie Johnson because he would also be a great connection to the broadcasting world. But I digress. Well, that's not the world we're living in. It's not exactly. like we're, uh, Shaq and Chuck probably snore like hell, man. They're huge. Yeah, they're I big bet, dudes. I bet Charles yeah. Barkley snores like crazy. Charles Barkley, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw his top ten NBA players list, and I won't, I won't, I, <laughs> I could go on a so tangent, bad. but he had Oscar Robertson at second best ever, and he also he, you know who he had yeah better than LeBron, you know who he had tenth, Magic Magic slash Larry, he he didn't even pick one, he didn't even pick one or rank them. By the way, well, they're like the same person. Yes, but at ten. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Barkley, Barkley said if Portland wins the little playing thing that they're going to beat the Lakers in the first round. He said that today. Charles Barkley, the fact that he has a job on TV is beyond me. Because he's, always, he's the most entertaining person I know, on I TV. Just, I was just going to say, I watch. It's like the Skip Bayless effect. He's awesome. He says, but he's also my favorite man on TV. Because yeah, well, Skip Bayless is like doing a shtick. Charles Barkley, like, actually <laughs> believes the stuff he's saying, which is hilarious. Like, the whole San Antonio thing, like, no one bats an eye when he's just, like, making fun of fat people. Like, well, like no one bats an eye. We're like, ah, oh, that's Chuck being Chuck. I'm like, I don't think that's all right. <laughs> Very true. All right. Our last thing to do today here as we introduced last week uh, our dumb sports radio segment that everyone loves, the brainchild of Ryan Collins. Good idea. You guys are the ideas guys on the show. I just show up and press record. So Wheels are turning, you. man. Wheels are turning. <laughs> you guys bring in some creative energy. Uh, this week, this was I, – I think I was the one that brought this up because I somehow one way or another brought up a guy that I think I might hate. We'll get into it. 
um, opponents that Detroit fans hate for some reason. So I would say whether this is this is the people that you mentioned are people that you specifically hate. I got a couple guys on here that I think Detroit fans as a whole just absolutely despise, like opposing players that they absolutely despise. So we can get into that. This is the guy for me that kicked off this segment or this subtopic within this topic or segment. Nick Swisher. I don't know if I hate this guy or not. Because and the reason why I say that is because my memories of Nick Swisher are being on the Cleveland Indians and being on the New York Yankees, two teams the Tigers always see. And I just remember, like, Nick Swisher, he's kind of got that punk attitude of, like, he doesn't take the game that seriously. And for I some reason against stink. the Tigers, I feel like You're he always hit bombs. Man. I feel like he always hit bombs against the Tigers. But I didn't like the way – and the thing that did it for me was, as we all remember, the foul ball that turned into fair territory that Brian Pena picked up and tagged him. My dad would have thrown a fit if that happened in an actual baseball game that he was coaching. That's unacceptable. You run it out. You make contact. You run it out to the up calls foul. That's why I hate Nick Swisher, you punk. I, Nick Swisher's oh, wife was on rebuff. Collins, let me say something real quick. Collins is about to give you the reasons he likes Nick Swisher – and it's going to be nothing the best, to do with them. It's going to be the best two minutes of Ryan Collins radio you've ever heard. Okay, go for it. I, I don't know if any of the audience has ever watched Reba. <laughs> it was a show. I don't know what channel it was on, but it's it's often on TV land and CMT. But it's about Reba McIntyre. It's not like it's like a fictional like thing about it. Fantastic television show. And her daughter Cheyenne is played by Nick Swisher's wife in real life. So I, I like Nick Swisher because of that, because I like Cheyenne and Reba. That's my logic. And Nick Swisher was in How I Met Your Mother, another show I like, and a great episode. So shout out Nick Swisher. He had a weird haircut. I will give you that. And he went to Ohio State. So eh, he's all right, I guess. I, I don't mind Nick Swisher. But I, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you another AL Central foe that every single 40- to 6-year-old man in Detroit hates. Paul Konerko, that guy <laughs> yeah. absolutely roasted him though, and Jermaine Dye. Him and Jermaine Dye absolutely peppered the Tigers for like six years. Gentlemen of the game, but I understand where you're coming from. Konerko killed it. Jermaine Dye, too. Jermaine Dye was a problem. <laughs> Good name. Oh, on that train. The White Sox. Yeah, I was gonna say for 15 years, like literally well, on that stuff. train, on that train of that team that people actually hate because he's a piece of poop. AJ Pierzynski. Oh yeah, he stinks. All-time douchebag. Whoa, <laughs> come on. Santos face. Douche. PG. He's a douche. PG. Okay, show, who, else we, who else we got? Trent, you if got I can hop in, I'll, I'll stick on the baseball train. I, I had one. Shane Victorino. Can't stand that guy. He oh, plate. I hate him. The stupid flying Hawaiian. I hate When he hit that grand slam. Dude, it's not even that. Of course it is that. But it's also just the fact that he crowded the plate like no one else I've ever seen. <laughs> That's such a funny reason. He gets hit by like. One pitch out of every ten, and then he just he, – he, oh, he shakes it off, and Fenway goes crazy because he's, he's, he's limping down to first base. Can't stand the guy. Kick rocks, <laughs> Shane Victorino. I think, I think baseball, because you play your division so much, is like the only sport you kind of like – I think like when you think of like, like you, people are always like, oh, Jim Tomey, Tiger Killer. Like, it, like you never really have that with like the other like major sports, I feel like. 
I mean, True. maybe Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, or Brett Favre. I was going to say, Aaron Rodgers is – I hate know, Aaron Rodgers. We could He's on my he, list. We, well, we could all agree that he is the, the unanimous choice all time for Detroit athletes. No, but, I want to no, laugh. Who, who's higher I don't than know. Michael Jordan? Uh, I just think I think in the NFC North, I think if you were to ask fans of every other team in the NFC North, they'd be like, "Yeah, I hate Aaron Rodgers." Packer, like Packers fans, obviously love him. He's too good right. and too attractive. Like that—that that is his biggest problem. Hey, him and Danica broke up. I heard. Yeah, now he's dating another like model. <laughs> Must be a nice life. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, Rodgers is on there for me too. I just when I yeah. The, the the Hail Mary in Detroit, obviously, is what's like, dude, I hate this guy. I can't believe it. But, like, he's on I'm there. Trying, he's on there for a lot of people, too. I do, I, I do think for a generation before us, Jordan is that guy. Like, the people in Detroit hated Michael Jordan. My dad doesn't like him. Every, no, no, my, if you came up in that area, you hated him because he trashed the bad boy Pistons. Yep. And then he proceeded to kind of get the last laugh and won six championships. But whatever. Kind of. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he kind of got – he, he, he kind of got six By the way, rooms. that reminded me of – this is so off topic, but Collins, you'll appreciate this. French Montana said – this was a long time ago. French Montana <laughs> said that he was asked if uh, he has more hits than Drake and Jay-Z, and he goes, nah, they probably got me in a hits battle. Like, Yeah, duh. Exactly. He said they, they probably got me. So by me saying Michael Jordan probably got the last laugh by getting six rings, that, that uh, reminded me of that. But <laughs> – but Trent, who has more hits, Drake or Jay Z? More hits, Drake. Drake. Better music. Okay, you know what? That, that Trent, that just proved that you're objective. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'm, I know I'm, that was hard for you to say. Game recognized game. Very hard through gritted teeth. But here's the thing: while we're on basketball, I will say this. I don't know how many more names you guys got. Collins, you'll back me up on this for sure. Marvin Williams for the Charlotte. Oh Warren, my God, Marvin Williams. No, I have no, no hate. This is just Charlotte Hornets in general. The Pistons haven't beaten the Hornets since I couldn't drive a car. <laughs> so it's actually, they played on Martin Luther King Day like two years ago, and I think the Pistons maybe mailed in the worst performance I've ever seen in NBA <laughs> team. It was like the game, it was like, wow, Marvin Williams has 32 and 10, Kemba's at 30. And wow, look at Luke Kennard with 14 points as the Pistons yeah. are losing like 100 to 72 at home. Yeah, and Stanley Johnson's three oh. for 40. That was oh. extreme hyperbole. Dude, no, the was probably like three for – Malik Monk had a buzzer beater against the Pistons this year. <laughs> Malik Monk is not good in the NBA. He's just not. The Hornets have something against the Pistons. But it's Marvin Michael Williams. Jordan. Marvin Williams, I will say that. I actually – I now he's on the box, whatever. He, he won't bug me the rest of his career. He's I on the box. I will give one – yeah, he plays for the Bucks now. What? Yeah, they signed him. Did I they think. buy him out? Yeah, they bought him out, and the, the Bucks uh, signed him shortly before quarantine hit. Oh, but I, I have one more name here, and this is, this is you know, I, I didn't think I would get back into this little mini rivalry here. And I say rivalry in air quotes because the fact that people compare Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond is just beyond me. They're not even the same player. I Joel hate Embiid, too. Dude. Joel Embiid is a him. soft finesse Joel center, and Andre Drummond in-your-face rebounder, gritty. And people wanted to ask. How is Andre Drummond gritty? 15 rebounds a game in the best. He's the worst of the league. Oh, pretty gritty, God. in my opinion. I'm not. I'm not saying he's a he's a fan. Stinks. That's what Andre Drummond does. Collins. Stinks. Collins. People. People. People mailing the Pistons Sixers as like the matchup of Andre Drummond and Embiid. 
It's not that. They're not the same. When you, yeah, when because you Embiid like, puts 30 and 10 on Drummond while he, that, swat, like that's he what, just sits on the bench and cries. Because that's, that's the kind of player he is. I can't even – listen, I – You can't even have this conversation. <laughs> Joel, I will say this. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I can't even get my point across. Why, why do you guys not like Embiid? I love Embiid. Talk too much. Talk too much. Doesn't hasn't done anything in the league. Talk too much. Hasn't done anything in the league. He has. He won, dude. Show me the rings. Show me the rings. You know how many? You know how many rings? Joel Embiid. Always hurt. He's always hurt. He's literally been in the league for like three years, and he has an NBA like first team defense. Never shuts up. Like he's a stud, and he's hilarious on Twitter. I would not say he's a stud. I wouldn't say he's a stud. He's a very good offensive player. How is he not a stud? He's a top 10 player in the league. He's soft. When healthy, when healthy. Big ass. When has he not been healthy the last, say, two years? Uh, I don't know. The last two years? What are you talking about? He's, like, playing every game. He he can't play back-to-backs. Okay. Kawhi doesn't. But Kawhi chooses not to. And Bede is like, oh, my back. Okay, oh, we're not going to have this conversation. Oh, Bede oh, is good, dude. Oh, I'm going to let Al Horford and the Celtics manhandle me in the playoffs. <laughs> and then I'm going to cry when Kawhi Leonard hits a buzzer beater in game seven. And I'm going to let the no. camera see it. For, for, listen, for, <clears throat> I'll say it. cares. I like him, Bede. I don't oh, no, get it's great. I actually, that came off wrong because I actually was not one of the guys that bashed him for crying. What I will say is this if you're going to act Skip like you're the tough guy and you're going to put on this facade of like, yeah, I talk smack and I'm a bully. Then you cannot let them see that because that ruins your whole brand. That's all I have to say. I, I love Embiid. I think Embiid's really funny. But I can't stand them. I, I'm trying to think of another. There's definitely there's so many tigers, guys. Like tiger killers that I think of, like that just absolutely like grind my gears. It, like Matt uh, and Ryan Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, but like the Royals were never good when they killed the Tigers. Like. Travis got, got, Hafner. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Travis oh, Hafner. That guy. Brady Sizemore. <laughs> Brady, Brady Sizemore was a beast for a couple of years, but I, yeah. he didn't really kill the Travis Hafner. Runners on base. Travis Hafner was bringing them home. If yeah, the Tigers bullpen was in. Oh, I got I got two more Wayne guys. Davis. Oh, oh yeah, pitcher. All those Royals like bullpen guys. Just crush the Tigers at the end of their run. Greg Holland just throwing like ninety and somehow just like getting everyone out. He's scary. I got. I love uh, all the mentions of the of the late two thousand tens AL Central. Yeah, two thousand tens AL Central. Travis Hafner, problem. I have another basket. I have two more guys. I'll I'll save my creme de la creme for the end because you guys we're just gonna be a good discussion. Uh, run our test. I hate run our test. Uh, Darn Ever since I the thought, of the Palace, I, mean, I don't care that he changed his name either. I hate him. He's always Ron Artest. I hate him. <laughs> Do I not come into my – by the way, oh, we didn't talk about this. The Palace is officially gone. Rest in peace. I live Still 10 minutes better. away. It's, it's my – I usually drive past the Palace every day to work. Not anymore. Emotional day. Emotional day when they go different route. Do you go different route now because you can't even be near it or it's just because it's gone? It's just sad. It's like I grew up – that's like the arena I grew up going to. Yeah, dude, I, I will always be bitter about that, seriously. Yeah, s- stupid. Whatever. I will be bitter about test. the fact that I did not go to probably a quarter of the Pistons games you guys went to as kids. That's awesome. 
West Side, though. Oh, I love West Side West. of Michigan. Represent. I went to a lot of college basketball games at the Palace. Really? A lot. Shout out OU uh, Golden Grizzlies. My my last guy, I don't know if anyone else has any guys, but this guy I would say undoubtedly, at least for the years 2008 to 2009, that everyone in this city despised was Sidney Crosby. Oh, yeah. I still hate Sidney Crosby. I wasn't even – I'm not even that What a baby. I don't even follow the wings that closely. I hate Sidney Crosby. The crybaby shirts shirts were flying off the shelves in 08, 09. Like, whatever, the two years back-to-back, the wings played the Penguins. And I will admit, hand up, when it was going on, I couldn't stand him. I thought he just whined about everything. He got every call because the league was trying to protect him because he's like the next Gretzky. But as I've grown up and matured and I've let bygones be bygones, I love watching Sidney Crosby play. I have no hatred towards him. He just I just jumped on the bandwagon. I just jumped on the bandwagon. But my God, did I – I hate – that's what I – Still hate the Penguins. Still hate the Penguins. I'll always hate the – that's the thing is, like, as a Detroit fan, I think there's always those teams that just bother you. Like, I, I will say the Indians will always bother me. Uh, really? Yeah, I, just, I don't like anyone in the division. Anyone. Yeah, I guess. I hate, but I, you're right, dude. The Penguins have, last, have, have left a oh, lasting hate on me. I think once, once Crosby and Mulkin are gone, I'll probably, like, get over it and stuff like that. And I'm not, I'm not the biggest Red Wings fan, but, like, when they lost in Game 7 and Erickson yeah, hits dude. the crossbar, there has <laughs> been less deflating night. Like, I don't know how many – like Michigan State losing in the Final Four, those are always deflating nights. That would them losing a Game Seven in the Joe. Like I thought it was for sure. Like the wins are gonna win. Like they're gonna get it done. We're gonna have another cup back to back. Lidstrom's the best defenseman of all time. Just like all this stuff didn't happen. I hate Sidney Crosby, and I literally think Jimmy Howard. People like Jimmy Howard because he face washed him. Like people like were like ready to buy in on Jimmy Howard just because he face washed Sidney Crosby. And that one New Year's Eve game. People didn't even care if he was good. They're like, no what? I like that guy. Cry baby. What a shirt. Crosby. Good marketing uh, campaign. Yeah, it's uh, – I hated Crosby. Uh, he's a legend, dude. He's so good. He's very good at hockey. I, I am going to get to watch five NHL games a day for like two to three weeks. Fingers crossed. I hope to God. Knock on wood. Whatever you got to do, make it happen. I'm so excited. I'll tell you this. Watch out for the Blackhawks in this. Oh, 20. stop. Watch not out. make it to the bracket, dude. I'm telling you. Watch out. Who I'm are they saying. playing? Uh, I think they're playing Pittsburgh. No. Yeah, they are. They are. They're playing Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> they're not. You guys need Hang to on. Out. Yeah, they are. Hang on. I Hang almost on. betted on these series like two weeks ago. I mean, a week ago. Oh, by the way, shout out me. I'm going to uh, – I told you guys I'm taking my trip up to, to Boeing with some buddies for golf last weekend in July, which is when sports are coming back. Ottawa Casino and Petoskey, have a sports book. How are you? See you later. Or you just go on Bovada and do it in the comfort of your home, but whatever. They're playing the <laughs> Oilers. They're playing the Oilers. They're got no Who's playing shot. the Penguins then? The Penguins. Where are they? Where are those guys? Hang on. My computer's. I'm starting to freeze up. Who knows? Yeah, you got dude, there are different conferences. I don't know. That's I tough. I, yeah, I, that is tough. 
They are definitely in different conferences. I'm trying, I'm trying to scroll. Edmonton's going to take the Blackhawks out, dude. They got they got a couple. Uh, they're going to make a run, Edmonton, and they're going to get Who's the first Edmonton's overall goalie? pick. Mike Smith. Uh, Edmonton's goalie is now. Oh my gosh, is it Mike Smith? Mike Smith might be in Calgary, or he just came no. Out. He definitely is in Calgary. He's definitely in Calgary. Whatever. Let's not talk about random Canadian goalies, but uh, good episode. I told you I felt good. The juju was That was good. very good. That might have been our best one of course. In quarantine? Not, not even definitely that said that before. Not even we have, but we just keep setting the bar. We keep raising the bar for ourselves. I think this was a really good one. Hey, I it's did some good segments to, uh, today. That was good. Trent's the one that keeps us energized. I, you, Trent, you got to bring three more questions next week because we need hey, it. Hey, we'll call it. We'll call it Trent's trifecta. I got three questions. Uh, for I you. don't like that. I don't like that. Hey, well then, shut up. Think of something better. Hey, don't you talk to me like that. By the way, guy, we forgot <laughs> about. I'm so quick. What, what's up, guy? Guy, we forgot about for Detroit, like Tiger Killer Nelson Cruz murders the ball when the Tigers. I actually, play. I actually thought. And of Mike him. Napoli. I still hate you, Mike Napoli. Still hate you. I thought of Nelson Cruz because I was thinking of that Orioles team that beat the Tigers the last time the Tigers were in the playoffs because I thought of Delman Young, too. Stupid job of I, I will always love Delman Young, so I couldn't put him on the list. I hate Java Chamberlain for that freaking Orioles. Former Tigers. Former Tiger. Respect. Um, it sounds like, hey, I don't want to jump the gun here. I know I have said it for the last month or so that we think we're getting back in the studio soon. It's looking like – well, here's the thing, though, that sucks is, like, I'm going to be gone, so it's not even going to matter. But we're hoping by the end of August that's my bird on the inside if I can release that information. Will you be there, though? I know. That's what I mean. So, I don't know. But (laughs) hopefully the show – we've been fine on Zoom. Shout out Zoom. But uh, we'll clean it up soon. I feel like that was a good episode, though. That was good. Good epi. Good epi. I do want to shout out – what did you say? Sorry. So we'll see what the socials say, what the fans think. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, do want to shout out one last time. Support Team Axe, Axel Quincy, bonfire.com slash team hyphen Axe. That's A-X hyphen gear. All proceeds benefit childhood cancer research. Pray Great for everybody. Hang in there. And with that, we are done for the Motown Rundown this week for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. There is a new episode every week for you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. We love you guys. We'll see you next time.